Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It's Mike alongside Joe. Joe, how are you doing today? Well, Wednesday nights, my busy day at work. A uh, little exhausted, but still pretty energized for this podcast because OCIC is this weekend. Yeah, we get Sword and Shield. True fashion in any big Pokemon tournament, I am working this weekend. Beautiful. I am not. So I will be watching lots of it. We have a great show for you guys today because, just like Joe said, the Oceana Internationals are happening this upcoming weekend. When this episode drops, the events will be starting. Normally, we release episodes like this sometimes on the Thursday of the week. That is not going to happen this week as we are recording on Wednesday night. I'll, rec- I'll edit on Thursday. Podcast will still go up on Friday. So anyone, though, that's that's listening to this, odds are you'll be going to work or busy during the day. So you'll be really looking forward to watching the bulk of it during the weekend. Anyway, here's what we have on the slate today. We have a brief, brief article that we got wind of. No new cards, but some new things that could be happening in the in the trading card game going forward. And then we're just going to kind of dive into this topic of our new standard format. We're going to talk about Zacian's place in the format. We're going to talk about what we think is going to be showing up at Oceana. It's going to really be a talk about where we think this first tournament is going to lead us because although Oceana is a very small event in comparison to a lot of regionals and international championships especially, it is still the first event where we really get a good look at the new format. So that's pretty important. The first thing we're going to hit, though, is there was an article, Joe, that came out later last week, and it talked about the fact that the Pokemon trading card game is starting to focus towards a couple main types and is looking to sort of tighten up the way weakness and typing works in the card game. We knew in the past that when the Sword and Shield format came out that they kind of changed all the types, sort of. They changed the weakness, so water will always be weak to electric. Dark will be weak to grass. There's a couple things that got altered and changed. We saw the removal of fairy typing. Essentially, the Pokemon trading card game is going to be focusing on the five weaknesses of grass, fire, water, lightning, and fighting. You notice that Psychic is not there, which is interesting. Uh, I I think Psychic will always still be weak to Psychic, though, so I don't think they're really going to move away from that. Unless they get the fighting into Psychic, no? Well, they can't, because Psychic, nothing on, nothing in Psychic's kit, they all either are immune to fighting or resist it. So, if they're going to do it, I mean, I guess they could technically make it weak to bug, but I think Dark already took that route. Uh, Essentially, though, they're they're just trying to make this weakness table make sense. And, And one of the biggest things that is added onto this we didn't see any dragons get printed in this set. And part of the speculation here is that because of this weakness table that's happening, we are now going to see dragons follow the same path as fairy types. There were no dragons in Sword and Shield. There are no dragons from my knowing in VMAX Rising that we're getting in the spring. I, don't, I, I think dragons are gone for the foreseeable future. I mean, what do you think? I, I think if they're trying to go to this weakness table, you can't really have Dragon. Uh, I, I think they're doing a more of a silent kind of killer. I know they announced the fairy typing is leaving, 
and I, I'm I'm pretty sure they're just kind of silently letting Dragon go without really any, any telling anybody. Right. Uh, I I personally feel sad by about sad by it. Um, I thought Dragon type was a cool type to deal with. I get why they would do something like this, but I don't. Know, any kid growing up like loves dragons, right? Right. To get rid of a dragon card, it's kind of sad. Yeah, it, it is, and I. I'm looking at the table here. So Pokebeach did a really good job just in terms of making their weakness table. So here are the only types that have different weaknesses other than this like this pool. So ice types will be weak to metal. Fairy type cards, I say that with parentheses that you can't see or quotations that you can't see, will also be weak to metal, apparently. Just make them bigger. So so psychic, yeah. So psychic types that are fairy Pokemon will be still weak to metal on the psychic card. Apparently. That's at least their plan going forward. We didn't see any fairy types that were psychic types, I don't believe, in Sword and Shield. But based on the interview that this article kind of surfaced from, if you get a Clefable as a psychic type card, it will be weak to metal. So that's something we have to kind of get used to. And then psychic and ghost will be weak to dark. So we will not see from my understanding, any more psychic weak to psychic going forward. So they will not be kind of able to, to to beat down each other. But really, other than that, the whole idea of this article, though, is that Dragon doesn't have a consistent weakness that exists other than Dragon, and Dragon isn't really a heavy type. I, I feel like I feel like the reason that it's going away so silently is just because it's not a consistent type in the first place. Like, how how often have we consistently gotten dragon support? Like, consistently. Not very good. The best one we got is Mysterious Treasure. No, I'm not even talking about support. I'm talking about just the typing in general. Oh. Like, how often are we really getting set after set with dragon type cards? No, they're they're fairly intermittent. But even some certain sets that we've had have we had lower lower typings than others. But yeah, it also happens the same thing with fairies too. Fairies are hit and miss for sets. Well, and the reason they do that though, I think, is because of weakness. You can't you can't oversaturate the meta with typings that have a distinct advantage in terms of the weakness table. So I think what they're just trying to do. I don't think they're trying to make the game easier. I don't think they're trying to make the game more like user-friendly i just think they're trying to tighten things up for the meta sake this is clearly a meta change this is not a change for collectors this is not a change for people that just like the the franchise this is a competitive change so i think the reason they're doing is just because they want to tighten things up and i'm okay with it but i do think it's interesting to talk about the fact that dragon and fairy while they were cool i mean let me ask you this would you care if they went away forever I don't think I really would. Care, no, sad, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to see typings represented, but wouldn't you feel the same if they introduced flying and then took it away? There's a flying type card? I'm just saying. Or like, let's say they came out with a bug typing that was different. Would you be just as sad if those went away, or is it just specifically fairy and dragon types? Because fairy, uh, fairy was only around really because of X and Y introducing the typing in the first place. Yeah, I'd be more sad about dragon leaving than fairy. Because I said that dragons are cool. To begin yeah, drag- with. Dragons are cool. And I and also the tough part, though, with dragons, I, I think part of it, too, though, is just dragons always require two different types of energy, too, which is just it's just a funky typing. 
And that's why we had double dragon energy, but that went away. Yeah, but that can get super strong really quick, so I understand well, that. Well, thanks a lot, ADP. Yeah, I, I, I think you can't you cannot have double dragon energy in an ADP meta. I, I don't think. No, obviously not. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah his <laughs> he's no bueno. But just look at expanded right now. The whole Zation of ADP thing right now and expanded. Busted. Max elixirs, double dragon energy, repeat. That's essentially it. But it's it's something that is worth bringing up because it does kind of change going forward. I think the craziest thing is going to see psychic types weak to metal, but I do like that they might be removing the color, but they are not removing the characteristics of it. So in a sense, fairy type still exists in the card game, and they're giving it that respect by continuing to make it weak to metal. So I, I do kind of enjoy that. Anything else you want to say on this topic? Because it's a it's a brief topic, but I thought it was very worth uh, mentioning. Nope. Fair enough. Now we kind of jump into OCIC. Oceania International Championships. It is going to be happening in Australia, correct? I'm not having a brain fart there? At least in that region, correct. Yes, in that region. The first time zone. Is it the first time zone? I think so. I think it technically is. I don't know that actually. It's a good question. We'll have to figure that out after the podcast because now I'm curious. But anyway, though, last year it only had about 340 masters. Oceana was a rather small event. It, it didn't have a lot going on in terms of just attendance. However, just like anything, it's an early regional and therefore we get to see kind of how things change and how things adjust. So, we came in and we this is our first official team up event from my understanding. So you you introduce all these new tag team mechanics, all these new cards, so it kind of really opened up a lot of possibilities just as 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 this one is. So we're going into the Sword and Shield meta and now we're kind of wondering okay, what's going to happen? What's going to be showing up? And and last time this happened, last time we had this event we overwhelmingly had a lot of Ultra Necrozma. That was what happened last time. A lot, a lot, a lot of Ultra Necro showed up at this tournament. Also a lot of peak run because, as we just said, Team Up being the new set, we got introduced to Jirachi. We got introduced to peak run. We got introduced to Zapdos. We got introduced to a lot of really, really strong cards. And it kind of saturated the meta in a very, very small sample size. So looking at this meta, it's going to be interesting to see what couple decks saturate the meta because I think it's fair to say that it's probably going to consist of two, maybe I'm going to say two like main decks. Or do you think it's going to be spread out? I mean, what do you, what do you think we're going to be looking at this week? Not necessarily what decks, but do you think we're going to be seeing like some heavy hitters just take over? like over 15, 20% of the player base, or are we going to be kind of everyone's kind of poking around seeing what works and what doesn't? What do, what do you think it's going to look like this weekend? With it being the first uh, standard tournament of the new set in the new format and everything, I think everybody's just be poking around. I don't think anybody knows. How, like I, People have an idea what to play and what the, what's going to be going around. But in a general sense, it's not going to be as much as it would be as if there already had been a tournament with a brand new set and brand new 
uh, set of rules. So it's, it's like a, a test in the waters type of thing, kind of like a world format. Because honestly, you're changing, you're bringing a new set, you're bringing new mechanics in, and you're changing rules. Yeah, and you bring up a good point that that rule change is huge, and I should have mentioned that at the beginning. This is the first official tournament where the supporter rule changes. So a lot of decks that worked in the past, such as like certain welder variants, certain greens variants, aren't going to function the same way that they did before in a best of three format. That's that's the huge thing here is it's you're doing it in a best of three format because I think in a best of one, the rule change isn't as heavy. Because in a best of one, you go off a coin flip, a dice roll, whatever you decide to do, and and your opponent doesn't necessarily know what you're playing, so there's no strategic, I'm going first, you're going second type thing. But if you're in a best of three and someone's playing welder, well, I'm just going to make you go first. You know, I'm going to deny you that turn one welder and I'm going to see what I can get going first because at best you're just going to attach a fire energy and move on. So that rule change is going to be interesting. I agree. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm leaning towards, I'm leaning towards, there's going to be one or two decks that saturate the meta. And I'm glad that we're split on this. I don't think it's going to be Zacian though. I think Zacian ADP is the strongest deck in the format, just outright, just damage output on paper. However, Zacian is a $40 card right now, and it's kind of that argument that we've had of with Reshazard in the past, where do we think that a lot of people are just going to be gunning for Zacian ADP knowing that they have to get the Zacians in the first place? Do we, do we, do, does that impact anything? Because in this tournament, however, Pikaram was there, right? Pikaram was brand new. So what, what do you think is going to happen with Zacian? Well, like I thought I think it's going to be somewhat diverse. It's like it's a new format, so people are trying to test the waters a lot. If it if there was an established tournament before this with the same rules and the same set coming out, you definitely would see a more narrowed down meta. Uh, you will see. I think you'll see a good chunk of station views. I don't think it's going to be as diverse as I'm making it sound to be like, but it's definitely going to be pretty wider than what works we're used to it's kind of what we're saying is zacian gonna be more prevalent as a deck archetype or is it going to be more prevalent as a support type based on the, the value i think it's been more prevalent as, as a support type at this point in time because that's the interesting part we we know that zacian has an archetype in itself and it's very strong with frying pan with the ability to go the lucario melmetal route or the rcs dialga palkia route is it going to be that or is it going to be kind of the background draw engine that we've started to see surface? And that kind of goes in the decks that I know you don't want to talk about, but we have to talk about is Chinchino Mill, right? I, I was reading an article by, I believe, Stefan Ivanov, and he talked about the fact that he views this specific mill deck as kind of what he called the gatekeeper of the format. Meaning this, it doesn't mean it's uh, it's the best archetype. It doesn't mean it's the most saturated. It means that out the gate, it's the most straightforward. Like it's going to be kind of that first prevalent list that's played because of a its accessibility, 
and B, its style of attack. And and before, I think that was Pikaram. I think Pikaram was a really big gatekeeper because it was the first tag team announced. And the way you play Pikaram is so straightforward when it came out, especially that it was something that you knew you had to get around. And and he feels like Chinchino Mill will be that deck because of how much traction it's gained. I don't necessarily think, I know you and I are on the fence of, we're on the side of the fact that usually we, you don't see any sort of control stuff this early. However, something that we're not used to is this isn't stall, this is mill. And it's a totally different archetype. I, I think this archetype, I don't haven't really seen, like, like you mentioned, the, the, the topping standings for last year's Oceana Regional, like they, it, it's pretty widespread, but there's not really much control. I mean, you look into Europe a little bit, there is some control, not too much. You see a lot of that kind of control stuff in a North American type of play. Well, also, though, did we have these cards during this regional? You know what I mean? Did Team Up have oppressive cards? I don't think it did. You I think the biggest thing, it did, but like the most of this is also in a format where Lycanroc, Zoroark was still a thing, Zapdos, Ultra Necrozma. I think there were just other lists out there. I, I, I have a hard time separating Mill and Stall in my head because you and I both do this because we 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 associate it with negative gameplay. However. I don't think I can associate it with that anymore. I think really mill is a completely different archetype than control. It's not stall. It's not going to take 60 minutes. It's your, it's, it's going to take the normal time of a game. Is it a high roll to a degree? Sure. But I, I don't think I know mill sounds toxic, but I don't think it's as toxic as, as we're making it out to be. Well, the one deck I, I do play like the, the Macargo Torkoal deck. That I know I could, I could beat a mill in that deck. Yeah, mm-hmm. because of Macargo GX's GX attack. You just wait down to the go last three and you just mill them. Correct. I mill you before you mill me. Yeah, and, um, and that that's a thing that can ha- like mill is. You can play around mill a lot easier than you can play around stall. And there's no there's no inherent denial in mill. And who knows if people tech them for Mali. Or something like that. They have an Aurora energy or something. And you just sit there and someone builds it. You have one one of them a cargo GX and you just mill them back. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't fully know how the deck functions because I don't play it. However, though, I I do agree with what people are saying in the fact that it could be something that we see in heavy numbers potentially because you can't argue the fact that it's not a hard deck to play. That was the argument of control, right? You had to sit there and be so, so smart that most people didn't want to play it. Which in Chino Mill, there's not a lot that you're risking with this. There's really not a lot. So no, I you don't... need about 10, 15 cards out of the deck and the rest is just kind of filler. Yeah, and, and unlike control and stall, I think you can win a regional with Mill. Because I've thought about it more, and my, my thoughts on this have evolved throughout the past episode. I just, I, I, I think you can win an event like this with Mill. I think you can. I, I don't know how exciting it would be as a viewer, 
I don't, I don't want to comment on that until I see it because the last time there was a mill, it was when Durant was a thing, and that was before you and I got heavily into the game. Durant and was it How Doom? I believe so, but that that's the last time there was like efficient mill. So we don't we don't really know, you know, how we're gonna view it. Maybe this weekend we see Chinchino Mill and we watch it, and and hopefully we have an open mind enough, and we go, okay, this is a thing. It's not like too toxic. It's it's is it leaning towards it? Sure, but it's not inherently making you unable to play the game. Is it speeding up the game? Yes, it's very much pressuring you to value your turns and not waste resources because you don't know when you're not going to have them anymore. So I, I, I am interested. And, and, you know, we're also in a meta where Mewtwo exists. So how strong really is Mill if Mewtwo Malamar, this deck people are talking about in recent recent weeks, if Mewtwo Malamar is prevalent, is Mill good? It could be okay, <laughs> but is Mill good in a meta where Mewtwo is the heavy favorite? Uh, like, because I'm looking at, I just did a quick search online right now, and like, there's been some mill decks that have been successful. I think they're the one keeps on popping up constantly. It was mail Waylord EX mill. Ah, uh, that was a thing. So is Ch- is Chinchino? I know it's a, a one prizer, but is it bulky enough to take the hits to mill fast enough? Yes, because you use surge. It is. It, I think it might be because you have to play Lieutenant Surge. You know what I mean? You're using multiple supporters. You're milling more than once in a turn. So, to a, to a point, I, I do think so. I do think so. I don't, I don't think it needs to be bulky. I think, I think the idea is you're going into the match going, okay, I'm going to sit here and, and play the game of I'm going to move my deck at 100 miles an hour. It might not be the 100 miles an hour that we're used to, like the aggressive Buzzwole, the Picaroms, but I'm going to push my deck at 100 miles an hour, and the difference now is my speed pressures you mentally and physically because now you're watching resources go into the discard pile, and if you neglected to search for them and use them the turn prior, now it's in your head of when do I search for things, when do I save things, because I could mill them at any moment. You know, there's turns where you're sitting there and you go, oh, I don't have to quick ball this turn, or I don't have to put a Pokemon down this turn, or I don't I don't need the energy right now. Well, against Shinshino Mill, maybe you do. Maybe you do need to get things out as heavy as fast as possible, because if you don't, next turn, you could see it in the discard pile and be like, man, I wish I just searched for that last turn, because I would have been fine. Things are so much more valuable in your hand against that matchup than they are in your deck. So I I want to play against it. I really do. I really want to see how it feels to play against it because I think it'll be very interesting to see because I do think Mewtwo will be prevalent this weekend. I do think Mewtwo will be around. I I think Pikaram will be relevant. I think Mewtwo will be relevant. We will see Zacian. And Pikaram and Zacian can kind of react to Mill okay. But I think Mewtwo is the big one. I, I I just don't know how, I I don't know how strong Mill is going to be. I just I don't really know. I think it's the most I think it's the most interesting subject of the weekend. What do you think is going to win? If you had to pick right now, what's going to win Oceana? If I'm going to pick one to win Oceana, 
which I side quick side topic. Australia is not the first time zone. Oof. The international dateline. Uh, the first one you'll see in Australia will be zone four, but Sydney is Yikes. zone five. So close. Yeah. All right. Who do you think is going to win? I think I'm going to go for uh, Zacian V deck. Z- Z- more specifically, Zacian ADP. So you think the aggroization deck is going to pull forward? Yeah, it won't be much of it, but I think it's just strong enough to take it. Is it going to be a thing where Mewtwo won Worlds, even though it wasn't in heavy numbers, the right people played it? Uh, it's going to be more, I think, about uh, accessibility to the card. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, my, 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 ultimate, my ultimate prediction in the future, I believe that Zacian will be a box 10 or a 10 card. God, I hope so. The way they've been trending, it will be. Because when they had the legendaries for Sun and Moon, they came ten. There were ten cards with alternate arts, the same attacks, same everything. Right. So you hope that this summer we get those. If we if we get those this summer, then everything changes. It goes down to like a twenty dollar card, and and then we move on from there. I think it, I think it might be more likely that we get a box, kind of like Rush's art and Pikaram did. The boxes uh, I think will come via uh, the starters. That too. So that that's really what it is. It's a coin flip, right? We're either gonna get starter tins and legendary boxes, or vice versa. I'd be okay with either because it lowers the price of the card. I don't know. Zacian ADP is a type of deck that doesn't. It wouldn't shock me if it won. Not at all. I would not be shocked in the slightest. What what I wonder about the list against a standard meta with a best of three is a we know it's consistent but can it respond easily to things if it doesn't start super super fast like if you get one's asian going adp whatever you're not going to start going heavy 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 damage until you use that gx attack with adp i'm really curious to see how pikaram and how mewtwo respond to that i'm really really fascinated to see because I don't think Pikaram deals with it as well as Mewtwo would. However, it's going to be the question of which list is faster. And I think Pikaram struggles against Melmetal. I don't think Pikaram struggles against ADP. But I'd be interested to see how Mewtwo fends off against them because the difference is Mewtwo... Think about how many techs are available for that card. Think about how many options, and then usually someone playing Mewtwo is not going to be your dude off the side of the road playing Mewtwo. It's going to be someone that knows what they're doing, and this Mewtwo Malamar thing, it could run the tables. If you had to ask me right now what I think was going to win Oceana, my gut wants to tell me Picaram for some reason. I don't know why. However, I can't argue with the fact that I think Mewtwo potentially deals the best with what it's going to be up against. I think the only things that Mewtwo really, really struggles against, if for some reason normal Malamar shows up, I think Mewtwo struggles greatly. Like Giratina. I think it really struggles with that. I don't think that's going to be around a lot, though. I, I think that it deals with Pikaram okay. I think it deals with Chinchino Mill okay. 
and I think it deals with Zacian sort of okay. I don't really know yet how it deals with Zacian. I, I think it's again it's a it's a pace thing. Is Zacian gonna steamroll early and get two or three Zacians ready to go? Or is Mewtwo gonna be able to kind of control the pace with whatever it's doing? So I I I think I think my gut's telling me Pikaram. Cause that'd be kind of cool to see like the old king kind of rise from the dust and just smack some fools. And it did get some new support. But my brain is telling me that a Mewtwo variant will win this weekend. I, I think that Zacian right now is such a vanilla list. I don't know if people fully have a grasp on how to play it effectively. The the one deck we haven't talked about, though, is do we think Blounds is going to be showing up? Because we ranked it as our number one deck last week. Yeah, Blounds will be there. Blounds will be there. Blounds is Blounds weird, man. Blounds things. Blounds, Blounds on paper has the best matchup against every single deck in the format. But, want well, to know what it really struggles against? Chinchino Mill. Can't do anything against Chinchino Mill. ADP anything? Blounds can revenge kill ADP. Blounds can do that. But the difference is the ADP moves the prize trade up, so that's what kind of screws it. So, may, I mean, maybe this weekend we, we find out that ADP is the king over Blounds. I mean, we we said on paper Blounds has all the support, but you do you always bring up the point of ADP's GX attack changes prize trades. And that's kind of, that's the only card I think that that isn't healthy for the game right now. I don't think ADP's GX attack is fully healthy for the game. I think the 30 damage is whatever, but the prize trade thing, I don't think that's really okay. But that's a conversation for a different day. What's a deck that you would love to see succeed? Let's pick out a Sword and Shield. What's a deck that you would love to see succeed out of Sword and Shield? Just as like, hey, we made day two. A little different from my surprise one that I was going to pick. But uh, I w- well, because I play it, I would love to see a Macargo Torgal deck make day two. God, Joe, but that deck is so inconsistent with... <laughs> I don't... Ah, why? Well, I built it inconsistently. Someone's got a better list than I do. That's fair. That's fair. I. If I were to pick a, a deck from Sword and Shield that I would love to see be successful, I I don't think it's going to be more Pico. I think a list that I definitely hope I'm I'm wrong on this, but it'd be it'd be hilarious if it did. Uh, Eggy, I think it'd be really interesting if Rillaboom Exeggutor does some troll stuff this weekend. You have Ooh. a lot of stage twos out there that do some interesting things. And if you can afford to get multiple Rillabooms out, I'm really interested to see what people can come up with. I think Rillaboom would be really, really cool to see. With a tropical hour GX for the full effect. Gimme it all. Hey, Zacian, those like nine energies you have on the board, gone, erased into your deck. See you later. But and just Intrepid Sword back on, right? Yeah, but then their turn ends, and then you knock it out. Perfect. It's you know what, <laughs> Eggy, best deck in format. What's the deck you think is gonna flop? And by flop, I mean like miss top sixteen, miss top eight. Uh, this is an interesting question. Well, I had something. I had a completely different idea for flop. Well, what, what did you think? I mean, give me your idea. Give me your idea. People are so high on Mewtwo Melee. 
that I I don't think it's going to do as well as people think. Yes, I think we'll see at least one in the top eight, but I think that's it. It's a bold. That's a bold statement, Joe. You laugh. All my picks are too. bold. That's fair. What do you think? Reshazard's showing up. What? Who's that? <laughs> Reshazard will show up. Someone will play Reshazard because they have those cards. Abilities Ard will be there. I don't know to what level, but it will be. You might see one day too. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Will I call you... it a flop? No, because no. I don't think it's that great. No, anyway. I. Well, so so you also mentioned before you had a different dark horse. What's your other dark horse that you you were thinking about? Surprise pick. I think we'll see a multiple Ultra Necrozmas. You are two. you are a big fan of Ultra Necro in this format, aren't you? Air balloon. That's all I can tell you. Air balloon makes things so much easier. It does. Air balloon so, does make things easier. The reason why Ultra Necrozma was so well, I know it was popular last year during this time, but before that. The reason why it was so popular when it first came out was because of Dawnwings and Crosma and Floatstone. True. I I wonder. I really wonder how Necro will deal with ADP. Does ne- doesn't Necro just fold over to ADP though? Why not put ADP in Necro? You could, but that doesn't change the fact. Does it? Can it deal with ADP Necro? Or can 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 Ultra Necrozma deal with Arceus Dialgapalkia in any facet? Uh, uh, it can, I guess, in theory. I think it, I think it might have a tough time, but I would love to see it be successful. Again, we're talking about decks that a year ago were successful in this event. It'd be really cool to see Ultra Necrozma do well. I'm a, I mean, I'd be rooting for it if there, if there was some dude playing Mali ADP. Ultra Decro, I'm I'm in his corner. I'm cheering that boy on. But it is a tough thing to pull off, I think. Any other decks you, you want to see? I mean, we, we've talked about uh, more Pico at times. I don't think we're going to see many G-Max decks appear, or V-Max, sorry. Any V-Max decks appear really in this event? Obstagoon, do we think we're going to see any Obstagoons trolling around? Oh, yeah, you'll see Obstagoon, because they were so heavily prevalent in the, the build and battle kits. Uh, I I I think you'll see one day two at least. That would be interesting if we see a refined, a quote unquote refined Obstagoon list. That would Those be interesting. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. Is, is there anything else you want to add though to our conversation? Because I think we're pretty much reaching the end of it. No, I think that's just about it. Because like, like, we said it, it's not really a big tournament, and what kind of showed up is what people like people had from last time. So I think just gonna be a mix of new meta with a little with more old stuff i agree it'll be really fun to watch this weekend so hopefully you guys can spend some time watching this weekend we have sort of lowered the amount that we've been streaming just because of time it happens it is what it is but we'll probably also i mean honestly we'll probably also be limiting the streaming as well this weekend because of the event we want you to watch the event we want you to support pokemon and watching this event and we want everyone to get a chance to see where the meta is heading because this is our first big step forward. So hopefully you have some time this weekend to watch some of the rounds. Obviously, you don't have to watch everything, but hopefully you're able to kind of keep an eye on what's going on. And and next week, we'll be able to talk about how it turned out, maybe see some price changes and, and kind of move on from there. 
So thank you everyone so much for listening to this week's episode. Again, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the events this weekend, and we will see you next time.